Welcome, everybody, to the Crawfordsville, Indiana Race Review Pod. Thank you to the folks at Fly Racing for making this happen. Thank you, folks, for listening. Appreciate it. Race Tech. Pulp 22 is a code to save with Race Tech. Get motor work done. Get suspension work done. Use the code. Save some money. Tell them you listen to Pulp. Get the right spring rate. Get your bushings changed, seals, that kind of stuff. Make your bike work better. They got authorized Race Tech service centers all across America as well. So use the code, save some money, give your bike some love. It's that simple. Thanks for listening. Also, thanks to the folks at All Balls Racing, whether it's the uh, Vertex Pistons, whether it's Hot Cams, whether it's the uh, Bike in a Box, whatever it is, uh, these guys will have it uh, dialed for you for replacement parts at great prices and great quality. Pivot works as well if you're rebuilding a linkage. I've used so many All Balls Racing products on my vintage builds over the years, it's not even funny. Stuff works great. Steering head bearings and all that kind of stuff. So Pulp, uh, sorry, uh, please support Pulp. Go to allballsracing.com. Uh, check out their full line of products, head to toe. They got your bike covered. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. All right, on to the review pod. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Indiana Crawfordsville Ironman, whatever it is, race review pod. One more left. Let's dive into this thing and talk about it with Weege and JT. Thank you to Fly Racing. They're charging into 2023 with improvements to both style and performance. Led by the industry-leading Formula Helmet, featuring Rion technology, Fly Racing has become synonymous. With innovation and outside-the-box thinking, Fly Racing has the widest product range in the sport, ensuring you can find exactly what you're looking for. In short, Fly Racing embodies all things motocross. Check out the new line at flyracing.com, at flyracingusa on social media, and more. And um, RJ Hampshire, Jalik Swole, Savachi, uh, Brayton, Osborne, they're all running Fly Racing. And uh, some more exciting things to come from those folks. So thank you to those guys. Maxxis Tires, of course. MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath and used by A-Ray and Cade in Supercross races and Motocross races. Right now, the SGB Maxxis Honda team has been uh, showing up at the Nationals and putting some guys in the top 20. Uh, thank you to the folks at Maxxis. Mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires. If you haven't thought about Maxxis for a while, go to Maxxis.com. Find your local dealer. Find the local products uh, for something, for anything. Support them. They support uh, a lot of things in the Pulp MX podcast world. They also support a lot of things in a lot of other motocross media sites. So why not support the guys at Maxis, right? Maxis.com. Also, thanks to the folks at Renthal. 
KTM, Honda, Kawasaki. These are all factory teams, and they use Renthal products, sprockets, chains, bars, uh, grips, mountain bikes, stems, and bars as well. Renthal.com, made over there in the UK. Top quality stuff. If you've listened to this and you have a motorcycle, chances are you have used something from Renthal over the years, right? So thanks to the folks at Renthal and more titles than all the other brands combined. And whether it's a 7 8 bar or the Fat Bar 36, their latest, greatest thing, cloth bar pads are out too. Renthal.com for more information. Cobalinks, Motorsport.com. We'll talk about later, as well as some other uh, guys that support this podcast. But for now, let's bring those two jerkies in and talk about some Iron Man, shall we? All right, everybody, let's dive into it. Uh, talk about Iron Man Raceway and everything that happened there. I've got the, a couple of jerkies on the uh, line that were there and involved in the event as well on TV, on the uh, broadcast. So uh, first up. He's the voice of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. He is uh, the voice of the Red Bull Straight Rhythm coming up. Uh, he's the voice of a lot of things. If you're paying, he's saying, especially after the week at Disney World. Jason Wygant, what's up, Weech? Yeah! Oh, man, so much good going on in this motocross world right now. This is an epic year, uh, an epic event. I don't even know where we start. Is it that it was finally time uh, that we have epic wars at the front of the 450 class, the likes of which we've maybe never seen before. Uh, I don't even know where to start, where to begin, where to end, but this is this is great. And yes, I spent a lot of money at Disney, but thankfully the series is keeping me excited despite that depression. Also on the line from Fly Racing, they're charging into 2023, as I said off the top. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Not much. I'm back. I'm uh, back home. I think I live on an airplane, but... Um... Thank God that Tomac and Sexton are giving us something to uh, to stay motivated because it, it feels like the dog days of summer right now. One more to go, uh, so that that's uh, that's nice. It's been it's been a great racing series for sure. Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, Weege, um, how much did you spend at Disney World? Our listeners would want to know. Well, I was motivated because I believe at the beginning of the weekend when I started there last Sunday, I think it was a JT that you sent on a text thread. I bet it's going to be five grand. Yeah, I thought it was going to beat the yeah. Australia number. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, I was immediately like, okay, there's my budget. I got to go well under five k. Uh, if I can beat the street, if I can beat the the odds. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm around four thousand. So that's horrible. Uh, but it's also a thousand. It means I saved a thousand dollars. It means I saved one thousand dollars over the estimate. I, great. I am so shocked. You spent four thousand dollars. Yeah, I would be in such a bad mood if I spent four grand. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, well, it is four thousand in a pop, but you have to understand how many years I've avoided going to Disney. Like when we're an hour down the road at Daytona every year with my family, and I don't go there. So I, I had to take the hit eventually. It was coming. You amortized, it, no, you, yeah. you amortized it nicely. I will give you that. That's it. I really am spending less than $1,000 a year because it's, I haven't been there in five years. And, and you so, factor in inflation, you're probably coming out ahead. <laughs> and you, uh, and when you think about, too, you you um, you got your flights paid for, right? Did you do a return? Yeah, I used miles there yeah. and then my flight to Indiana. Yeah, uh, Hey, that's work. Had to be there. Yep, yep. And I made – this is the part you guys will be most proud of. So I made my wife drive there Saturday while I was at Bud's Creek. Yeah. And I made my wife drive back Friday while I was flying to Indiana because there's no way in hell I'm paying for plane tickets. I live about nine hours away. Uh, they can drive. But, you know, I, I don't want to waste two days of the entire trip waiting for me to get home from these races to drive. So she had to get them there by herself. <laughs> so uh, that saved a lot. That saved a lot. Uh, yep. 
All right. Yeah, I, I'm still shocked you did this. I cannot believe it. The Australian thing was one thing because you were making money when you were there. Uh, it was a work trip, yeah. right? I understood mm-hmm. that part of it. Uh, this was just nothing, just wasteful. All of it, wasteful. So, uh, Having kids is expensive, boys. Yeah. You, you made some smart decisions in your lives. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Both of you. You yeah. made some very wise financial choices. Yeah, uh, no. Steve, yeah. Steve just traded dogs for uh, for kids. Uh, <laughs> National Dog Day the other day. No post from Weege at all. So, nothing. I, yeah, well, I, I responded to you and said, can't wait till tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Did you? Okay. Oh, you didn't see that yet? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get into it, Weege. How many people were asking you if it was time? Is it time? It's time. All of that as Hayden Deegan makes his pro debut against Ryder D. Oh, I mean, obviously I was getting hit up. Actually, on Tuesday, I wasn't doing much work last week. I was at Disney, and that is a job. That is not a vacation. That's a job, managing that Mm -hmm. week with the family. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, we all knew internally that Deegan would be making his debut at Ironman, but I guess it went public on Tuesday, I think, because then my phone just started going nuts, especially my Twitter mentions. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Um, so it was a lot of that and then at the track for sure. But the craziest part about this is at the very internal level, like the riders themselves, the teams themselves, the parents, there's just such confusion because this whole thing is a joke. Brian Deegan never said, we'll race him when it's time. That was just me doing an impression of Brian Deegan. <laughs> That's where I think it yeah. all got, it all got twisted somewhere it, along it the line. Twisted. Yeah. Yes. To the point where even you thought. That there was this unbelievable mega rivalry between the two riders. Even on Saturday morning, we had to correct you and say, "No, they're never. They've never raced each other. There's not a thing here." No, no, no. It's, I, it's uh, not a rivalry. I thought that he was like intentionally dodging Rider D. They didn't want to race Rider D. You know, I mean that kind of stuff. I thought that was the reason people said this kind of stuff. And you were like, "No, they were never supposed to ride the same class." Well, no, that was the point. That yeah. that was the point of what this was. Uh, the amateur thing, I could go on for hours of this. The harsh judgments, and oh my God, we'll get into this later, but I made the mistake for the first time in my life reading the comments of a Instagram post that involves Hayden Deegan, and it's just like, God help us, this world is doomed. I mean, the comments are just disgusting in both directions. The point is, there's so much conjecture and talk and drama that at one point when Hayden was winning a couple years ago, people were like, yeah, well, he's winning against nobody. I don't see him taking on Ryder D. And I'm like... Well, he's not supposed to. Like, that's not how it works. Like, JT, you came through the amateur system. You race the guys that are your age. You don't skip steps at 13 years old just to show off how fast you are. When you're 12, you race 12-year-olds. When you're 13, you race 13-year-olds. That's how it works. No one was ducking anybody. So that was uh, the point that I was trying to make. We'll race him when it's time. Brian didn't say that, but I'm sure that's what Brian was saying. Like, we're not well, ducking yeah. I mean, that's literally he, – he said it best. We're racing when it's time. We're not old enough. This is not important in our career but when we will do that. He didn't say that. No. He didn't no, say No, I that. know, but that's – I mean, <laughs> I understand he didn't say it, but I'm saying, like, that's the appropriate response. Yeah, we'll race when yeah. it's time. And the time – I know everybody wants everything early and right now, but there will eventually be days when you're a pro, and even more so in the 450 class, everybody races everybody. Chase Sexton, you want to win a title? You have to go through Eli Tomac to do it. Everyone will eventually race each other, everybody. Calm down. We're wasting time. Uh, and they were 17th and 18th at one point. Oh, my God. They were, they, it was oh time. It was time. So I, was Unbelievable. Screaming, I was screaming. At, well, I don't, I don't want to over. I don't want to exaggerate. I wasn't screaming at Bondo, but I bet I said it three times that Ryder D and Deegan were riding together and nothing. I was so disappointed. We got it. We got oh, it. Did? Okay. I was watching. I couldn't. I never saw. I never saw you go. Yeah. Go to the screen. I was so stoked because at one point, Bond was like, hey, we're going to check in with Deegan. 
And I knew that they were whatever. I think it was in front of him at that point. And I'm like, please, God, be close. And we, we had them both. And I'm just recording it like straight. Like, but I know as I say these words, oh, we got a battle here between Ryder <laughs> Francisco and Hayden D. I know people are losing their mind. Yeah. And then our guy, Team Fried Tom Jornet, is like, dude, I got it. He's like, I have a shot of them scrubbing together over one of the jumps but, in the back. And he's like, there's only one other photographer back there. And we looked at each other like, yes. The, we the, got the it. crazy thing about it is. It came from our show, you imitating Brian, and then over the years we've played the drop numerous, like, and it seemed like everybody knew about it, and I, I think people knew about it that didn't even know where it came from. I, I'm sure of that. I'm positive of that. Like, I just, yes. Blake Wharton said, you know, it's time, and like, <laughs> Blake Wharton's not a pulp show listener, you know what I mean? I just think people, it just got out there, and it just started all yeah. from you imitating Brian two, three years ago on the show. Yes, yes. And it, yeah, it took out a life of its own. And what I also learned throughout the weekend, as I talked to people about this rivalry that doesn't exist, is that there are other guys that these guys actually are rivals of, and those stories are actually insane nasty. Like, yeah. there's a, the real rivalry is apparently Ryder D and Nick Romano, and then I think Cochran is the guy that would be coming after Deacon. Uh, that is way gnarlier than actually Ryder D and Deacon, who I think have no beef. But yeah, yeah. like you said, it kind of took on a and, life of its own. And you got Ryder D to say it's time on your show? Yes. I did, I did not watch yes. this, but yeah. Yes. I mean, okay. you started the whole race. You said it for the start of the moto. I did. You said it's time. Yeah. It was awesome. I have not rewatched the race yet. I only landed about an hour ago, but I heard, but my you Twitter mentions. the whole damn day with it's time. Yeah, yeah. My mentions were full of we just dropping it's time a lot. Yeah, so I knew, I knew you got it. Yeah. So the, the, the power uh, of this pulp show, once again. It's unbelievable. It's it's great. Why would you do that? Weech? It's a, it's Why a, would you do it's that? It's a blessing and a curse. You got to use it responsibly. I I don't always use it responsibly. No, you don't. I don't. You don't. Uh, no. But uh, let's talk about Aiden Deegan since we since yeah since we we started the topic. Uh, obviously, not a great day. Uh, uh, a big crash, DNF, and then first turn crash and made his way to twenty third. Props to the kid for keeping going in the second moto. He was way down, and when he was in eleventh, he'd moved up from sixteenth ish. Uh, he looked fine. Lap times were good. Probably would have stayed there had he not decided to somewhat, somehow you know, uh, pre-jump the, uh, the double. Um, it was a big crash. No one kind of knew why he did that or why he tried it. But, I mean, look, it didn't go well. Uh, like Alessi's debut. But every, the speed was there. The, everything was there. Right? You guys agree? Like, like this is just a, a bump in the road. The kid's legit. It was good. Um, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, that's the main thing about Deegan. I think that's unfair. Like, at no point has he – I just hate the amateur scene because it's just conjecture and rumors as opposed to, like, people watch the races. Like, everybody knows how good Eli Tomac is because they watch him race every weekend for 10 years, and there's just no drama or controversy. You just know Eli Tomac is a good dirt bike racer, and that's the end of it. But the amateur thing, there's always, like, is this legit? Is this real? Um I've never doubted the legitness of his riding ability. Like he is not a manufactured marketing hype guy. Like he yeah. wins the races. All the other stuff comes after he wins the races. He's a good rider. He'll be fine. And, and the guys at the farm tell me he grinds out thirties. No, pro, you know, all, all day. Like, yeah, doesn't quit. Yep. Doesn't, you know, doesn't yep. complain. Like they're, they're, they're all saying he's doing all the work and yeah. So this was a terrible debut, but yeah, he'll get, he'll get it there when it's time. He'll be fine. I thought, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was good. You know, I didn't really know what to expect when I talked to Brian 
um, and that morning, you know, on the broadcast, I didn't know how he would approach it and, and just what his overall kind of tone would be. And I thought it was, you know, spot on. He was just like, we don't have any pressure. Like no one expects anything. We certainly don't expect anything. We just want to learn. You know, it's awesome that we have this opportunity without, you know, we don't have to forego any eligibility. We can try this out and see how things go. And he basically told me, I just said to him, you know, just watch the guys around you, like learn and, and try to absorb all of this, you know? And, and I, I just thought it was, uh, it was the right approach. Now behind the scenes, I don't know what's said or done or anything like that, but I, I thought on camera, Brian did a good job of kind of uh, just taking it in stride and understanding the situation and not putting pressure on his kid. Now, uh, Pro uh, Pro Motor, uh, factory motor, the like same one that the other guys use, but his amateur suspension and stuff was on the bike. So uh, yeah, he had he had the Pro Motor, but not not the Pro suspension. Didn't have time to get used to it. So yeah, he, he can still ride futures next year in Supercross, right? Yes. Well, yeah. that he has to do. He's not ready for error. He's not eligible for Supercross. He's not. Well, he didn't do futures, and I, I talked to Brian about it at uh, Loretta's. There's no. There is no plan for him to race Supercross. No. This is more of a test of like, should he turn pro at round one uh, outdoors next, next, next year, year yeah. or okay. not? Right. Yeah, I don't think the plan is Supercross. I'm sure it's futures. Uh, so wait, hold I think on a second. You have it, to do it anyway, but I don't. Yeah. If you show up from Europe and you go five five at, at nationals, they're going to let you ride Supercross the next year. What's so different about Hayden Deegan if he if he crushed it at Ironman and then he crushes it at Paula? Like, yeah, you're fast. You're in Supercross. You don't need to go to Futures, right? Well, dude, you've made this argument since Arena Cross was the thing, where Plessinger and Forkner and all these guys had to go to Arena Cross and have dudes threatening to break their legs. But if you came in through Europe, you were good. I know, but I felt like that changed. You've literally said this for 10 years. I, I know, but I felt like that changed. No, 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 that didn't change? I, they're pretty ironclad. Like, uh. no one is sneaking into Supercross from America. Like, they have not. They're, they're always having to do something. Okay. They're not just showing up ever. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Well. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. So yeah. Uh, speed was good. All of that. And yeah, I'm sure he'll. He's racing Paula, right? Actually, I don't know. So Brian oh. said, you know, it depended on how well he did, uh, and they basically said it's Bobby's call. And I, I don't know how you want to look at it. The result was actually terrible. You know, he didn't score points. Right. So I don't know if they're just going to base it on that number, or like now what we saw shows that he, you know, needs to keep going. I, I don't know actually. Yeah. I guess yeah. We'll, we'll we'll see when it's time. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know, have you guys ever gone into the haunted mansion that is comments on anything involving Deacon? Have you ever? No, I purposely avoid. Oh my god, I've never done it, and then, um, you know, we posted something on the Racer X, I can't remember, I think just a picture of him on the Racer X uh, Instagram account, and I saw it had 587 comments, and it is everything that the world in 2022 has come to be. Either we now know that this kid completely sucks and is overrated and is horrible and it's time to go home, baby. Or he's only 16 and he's pretty much all ready to kick the world's ass. Those are all the comments. Those are all the comments. <laughs> Sounds about no, right. No reasonable, yeah. Yeah. no reasonable, no. sensible approaches. No, no. Yeah, yeah. That, that fits. I, I, I just, I can only handle YouTube comments of things that don't make me mad. Like if it's some sort of, some sort of like finance or economics thing that I, I enjoy, but I don't have a an emotional tie to or anything that's not going to make mad. I love it because it's so ridiculous, but stuff like that, I just get angry because it's so far off base. So I just avoid it. Yep. Yeah. It's, yep. uh, it's, it's, good, good it's deep. It's, it's, it's dangerous. And yeah, it's not, not, a, not a good time. There, there's no doubt. No, okay. I, I, the team, like you said, probably tried to keep the pressure off of him and, and that's probably Brian's plan, but 
it's got to be tough to isolate yourself from this. And they built that. They built that following. But it has got to be tough to isolate yourself from that microscope that they have built for themselves. Because, oh, my God, are people judging. That's my whole point when Brian called me to talk about why I said I would never do that. I would never put my kids in vlogs. I wouldn't want any extra pressure on them, blah, blah, blah. Brian called me. He didn't agree with me. We hashed it out. It's fine. It was a civil conversation. But this is why, right? Like, I just – I wouldn't do this to my kid and – because there's a bunch of people that don't like Hayden Deegan, and and by all accounts, there's a few other people that love him. Yeah, but but and if you're going to be, I, I know I understand your point. I, I get it. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just there is another side to it where they built a brand around this kid, and if he does make it, like his star will burn that much brighter because of this. Yeah, well, not for well. Me. Let's not rule out the fact that in the time they've been doing this YouTube thing, however many years it's been, seven or eight years or something, they made a ton of money right already. Yeah, so he's, he's very you got to factor that in. He's very valuable because of this brand. I don't even mean valuable. I, I don't ever want to confuse people and think that he has his rides or his sponsorships because of his popularity. He has the star ride because he's freaking fast on a dirt bike. They're making their money from YouTube. I didn't say Instagram. he has credibility. I said he's valuable. Yeah, but the value is literally YouTube sending them checks for the the views. Um, also, I, I think yeah, yes, agree, agree. But also, yeah. as a as a sponsor that. I look at these things too, like uh, a guy like Hayden Deegan, a guy like Dean Wilson. That stuff matters. Like they're they are worth more money to prospective sponsors because of their branding. It, it, that's just a fact. They just are. I hope you're right. Uh, I, I'm still waiting for I mean, people I, to prove. I, you you in, do look at that in real yes. world scenarios. Writing, yes. you know, like working with our team to evaluate yeah. costs. It, it's a real thing. Like I, I'm not saying in in, in practice. You know, this isn't practice. This isn't hypothetical. Like this this is real. Good to know. I just when that gets said, I think again it confuses people into thinking that riders that don't deserve rides get rides. And I'm like, the you're reason Hayden Deegan's on star is he's fast. You're not going to get a factory ride because of YouTube. You have to yes, be thank capable. You. You're not. You're just not. But uh, yeah, right. You, you like if if you're going to a sponsor and they're going to pay you X, I truly believe that you're going to get X plus. I don't know, whatever percent, 10%, 20%, yeah. 50%, you're going to get more because of this massive brand around you. And it's just more eyeballs. You're paying for eyeballs. That's all there is to it. And those guys are yeah. getting more eyeballs because of these channels. So, yeah, you're right. It puts more pressure on, but in the end, it leads to more income. There's That's both not sides. a bad thing. Yeah, there's both sides. Yeah. He's not wrong. It's just no. there's, there's another side no. to it. Uh, all right, let's get into it. Uh, so after uh, a week after things went goofy at Bud's Creek, uh, Sexton and Tomac are back going two one one two. Sexton gets the overall. Uh, that first moto by Tomac was really impressive. I mean, he got reeled in from a ways back by Sexton, caught, passed, regrouped, passed Sexton back, and almost kind of broke him a little bit, dropped like six seconds on him uh, by the end of the moto. Uh, that was damn impressive by Tomac. Just like the first moto last week, and uh, we were like, okay, well, maybe there's something there. And uh, uh, neither guy got the start in the first moto. And uh, second moto, uh, Sexton does it again. He uh, comes up and uh, takes the win. And Tomac, I thought, was getting ready to pull a little last-minute charge out. He got it down from uh, he got it down from like 5.5 to 4 seconds. Then it was 1.1. He makes a mistake later in the moto, and that's it. Uh, Sexton takes the win. I honestly, I don't know if Tomac would have got him. Lappers were a problem. Both guys had made mention of that. But, yeah, Weege, we, uh, we had another saw-off, and it's one point for Tomac going into uh, the final round. And, uh, yeah, another great bit of racing by the two title guys. 
fantastic bit of drama. Yeah, it's exactly what you wish the sport always delivered. Uh, but, you know, sadly, this is, I mean, honestly, in this series, the last time it was this close was McGrath and Emig, which is more than 25 years ago. So that's tragic that we don't get this very often. But this is the perfect thing where they're – how many times in the last couple of weeks did you think – or the last two races did you think, okay, nah, it's not going to happen now. Right. The yeah. first moto last week, you're like, nah, Sexton's going to lose too many points. It's not going to be this close. And um, – I cannot believe that that one lap, I think it was right before the two lap board came out by Tomac. I mean, we've watched a thousand races, all of us. Yeah. That's just, it doesn't happen. Like Sexton tracked him down slowly, but surely the whole moto blew by, started pulling away the, the movie script style. He just found something deep down inside to pull it out. It just doesn't happen. But Tomac did it. Um, and there are other factors. Yeah. Lappers at the right time and all that stuff. But, yeah. In the end, he just pulled out a 201 lap time when it mattered most, movie style. Uh, it was awesome. But then you're like, oh, wait, but if Eli does it again in Moto2, he's going to have a seven-point lead, and it's no longer whoever wins the finale wins the title. Well, that's not going to be exciting. But then Sexton answers back, gets it done Yeah, to keep it that way. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, you just, JT, you just don't see what we saw in Moto1 happen very often. And props to Tomac. I told him that afterwards. He- I was like, wow. Yeah, it was incredible. Uh, I, I told him the same thing on the podium. Um, to drop to that 201 in, in that moto when when the lap times weren't 201s. Uh, and, you know, Sexton basically said, like, he felt like he used up too much energy getting to the front, like making that big charge. He kind of burned himself up. And then when Tomac made that run, he didn't have much left. Uh, but, yeah, just a heroic, heroic kind of counter serve by, by Tomac there in that first moto. Do either one of you guys think Tomac gets Sexton if he doesn't make that mistake? I don't. I don't think so. So second, second moto, yeah. So it was interesting. You know, I I love this role because I get to talk to these guys right after, right? And they're still in the heat of the moment, and they haven't really had time to reflect or cool down or anything. So there's a lot of emotion still there. And I, man, the way Sexton reacted, just dropping into just 201 after 201 after 201, I, I don't, I personally don't think so. Um, you know, Tomac said when he, he was watching, right. And similar to the first moto, he saw the lappers and he saw an opportunity. And in his words, he attacked at that moment, he's sensing an opportunity there. And when he made the mistake and then Sexton correspondingly did it, his best lap of the race right then or right at it, right at his best lap. That was it. Like, Tomac was basically like, yeah, it's over. Right? And he – I don't think he said those exact words, but that was what he was referring to. It was like, yeah, I, I put in that, that sporge of energy to get to him. I make a mistake at the same time he puts in, you know, arguably his best lap of the race. And, yeah, there, there's really nothing left at that point. So it was – I mean, just – and that was kind of what I was trying to get from Sexton. It's like, did you know that Tomac had made this move had made a mistake and you needed to put in your best off the race. Like what was kind of going through your head? And, and I don't think he necessarily answered it specifically. Like, I don't know if he could know that was going on and all those things were happening all at once, but it was just this crazy convergence of events all in one lap, right? Tomac makes a move. Tomac makes a mistake and Sexton drops the hammer all in the same, I don't know, three minutes. Like it was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Really great racing, really high drama. And you know, Tomac in the second moto, I mean, it was six seconds and then it was four then it was 1.1, and yeah. I think I think some lappers helped that, but still, 
you're and, like, and Tomac knew that. Tomac yeah. saw he he was really transparent with saying, I saw the Lapras. Yep. I knew this was my moment, so I sent it like everything I had. Yeah. And then that's unfortunately when he made the mistake too. Um. So afterwards, we Tomac was. I think Tomac kind of knows the media spin or, or the the buzz that's going out there. Uh, I've been told, by the way, people close to Eli that he listens and reads more than we think. Uh, you would think. Oh, wow. You would think that no. he doesn't know anything or care what any of us idiots are saying, but I've been told yeah. that's not yeah. the case. But anyways, uh, he. I, wa- I he wa- if I if I said bad things about him because I I he like stares through me. I, I promise you, he stares through me. Yeah, no, it's you probably. No, I promise you, that's yeah. that's normally not how I grow. No, no, he probably I has. Swear. No, he has for sure. Oh, here we go. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Tomac wanted to make sure afterwards, like, I'm like, hey, Paula, you know, we know Sexton's good there. How do you feel? And he was like, I've won there, which he has. And my bike is way better than it was at the opener this year, which it is. They made changes. And, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really good at Paula, too. Uh, so he wanted to make that known, he, he is, I think. And he, he is. is. Yeah. He is riding much better. And you got to remember, last time we were at Paula, we were talking. We didn't know if it was the knee. We didn't know there were there were so many questions, right? Like he hadn't ridden a lot of outdoors, you know, because the supercross thing was the focus, and then he had the knee thing, so he wasn't really riding at all. Um, so yeah, I think that's fair criticism, but you know, I, I, and you guys can talk about all the things we know about Sexton, but I, I think that is a valid point by Tomac is like, hey, yeah, I wasn't very good yeah. at the opener, but I'm a much different rider right now than I was then. Well, and he's won there before. He's like, I've won Paula, and and, yeah. and, and so, but I think uh, uh, he just wanted to, you know, yeah, let that get out there a little bit um, that, you know, he's, he's, uh, but I mean, he's Eli Tomac. He's good everywhere. Weege, you know? So, yeah. And I think, uh, I think it's a little inflated the, um, the Sexton edge there because when he wins the opener this year, Sexton, right? I mean, what was it? He had won three, four fifty overalls in his career and two of them were at Pala. So it almost overinflates like, Oh my God, he's so good at this track. We've now found out that Sexton is now just good. On every track, dude, it wasn't around one thing. Yeah. But look how okay. good he was there. I, I know what you're saying. He's not it's fair. It's fair. But holy shit, was he good at Paul at the opener? But I, uh, he doesn't yeah. have a Jet Lawrence record there. He got 11th in the moto, right? He's gotten a sixth in the moto. So, yeah, he's not Jet Lawrence. I don't know. Man. I'm level. just talking. I'm talking about he's got two out of three. Two. He had two out of three wins, and then he absolutely annihilated those guys at the opener there. Like it wasn't close. And you can't. No, you can't look past that. I'm not saying it's going to happen again. I'm not saying Tomac won't be right there with him like he's been all year. I'm just saying we we also have to say that that is a great racetrack for him too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, it it is. No, I'm not taking that away at all. I just think we weren't sure leaving the opener. Is it like, dude, does he just rip Pala? Is this Sexton for real? Now we know three months later, this is just for real. He's just taking a step overall in general. On any track, he's just way better than he was two years ago and one year ago. Um, but I don't know. I, um, I, I almost do agree with Tomac. I think we might be overselling the yeah. – Tomac has to get it done at Ironman because Sexton's so good at Pala. I'm sure well, Tomac likes his chances. Yeah, and, I think that's and, where it is, right? It's not It's not yeah. an overconfidence thing, but so, I think Tomac's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good there too. Watch this. We're going to be Well, and, be great. and also so. to further that point, you know, if you wanted to go the other side, like this weekend – Tomac had won three in a row, three years in a row. Tomac had won, and Sexton had one podium on a 250 lifetime. Like that's it. Yeah, it's always ever guys one one podium on a 250 there ever, and Sexton goes out and wins. So if you want to say, well, you guys were so up on Tomac going into that weekend, and Sexton wins, you can just paint the picture the other way for for 
Paula. Um, I think the problem with sexting, there's not enough data. I feel like Tomac's raced a long time and in the 450 class forever. I feel like there's there's a very small sample size with a lot of this stuff with sexting. So I think it's dangerous to judge. Uh, like we know Tomac and Dilla, I think we know. That's just, we just know. We have enough data. Um, sexting, it's like, yeah, but what if he's 15% better as a rider than he was a year ago? You got to take those last year stats and toss them. Well, yep. Tomac I just thought, it was, I, I thought yeah. it was pretty compelling that he had had one podium in his whole life there. Race, he'd raced there like six times and he got one podium, right? That's, wow. Yeah. That's not great. Is, I'm not, he obviously no. showed us that he can ride the wheels off of that racetrack, but on paper, it wasn't a great racetrack for him going in. Yep. And Tomac, what'd you say? Three in a row. Three? Yeah. 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 Tomac, uh, I flew with him on this, this trip both ways or whatever, and he took my first class seat. I was first on the upgrade list. He was up front. And I was giving him shit, and he said, "I'm a gray beard in the 450 class. I I deserve first class." Does nice. he not buy? It? Does he not buy it? He called him. Yeah, he buys it. No, no, he buys it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not taking your seat. Yeah, yeah, no, it is for me. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. Not taking your seat, uh, sir. And then I, uh, and then I said, "You're a gray beard," and he's like, "Yep." I'm like, "All right, perfect." <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's it should be great. Uh, also, it's the last round of the series. It's at nobody's favorite track. It's going to be 130 degrees. Uh, with the with the with the humidity and the, the heat heat index, and it, the give a shit meter for everybody, but these two guys will be pretty low. They may lap third. They may lap third this weekend. We'll, we'll wait and see. But I, I don't imagine a lot of guys are going to be super stoked for Paula outside of these two dudes. So uh, yeah, we may see an all time, you know. Well, uh, th- they're stepping up. There's no doubt. But I've made this argument. That's what's made this a little extra fun, even beyond the points of those two. The, the, the give-a-shit meter has been higher on the other guys than it generally is at this point of the year. You know, you talked to Christian Craig in your post-race interview. Like, Craig wants to beat Dunge for fifth and points bat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Shorty and Weimer, not into it years ago. Yes. Uh, we know that Roxon, I mean, as far as we know, Roxon still does not have a ride for next year. Right? He, he appears to be trying. These last couple of weeks, um, I'm not saying those any of those guys can beat them straight up. You know, Dunge wants a podium. I'm not saying that any of these guys are going to beat them straight up. Yeah, you're just saying it's but not. I feel yeah, like, yeah. yeah, compared to most finales, when guys truly do not care, there's more of a level of caring from the rest of the 450 pack. I feel than a normal year, which makes it a little bit more intriguing. Just in case, uh, AP three three. He actually <coughs> finished. He actually finished three four, but yet again, Jason Anderson is YOLO when he goes off the track um, and got docked a spot. I mean, this he doesn't really learn. I, I don't – this might I, – I don't know, man. I don't know how many times – how many times has this made Jason Anderson being docked for speeding when he's off the track? Is this three or four? Something like that. Um, so he I got, just remember an epic one a couple of years ago in Supercross where he just went around the whoops yeah. like wide open. And there was a Lakewood yeah. one. There was a Lakewood one too. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, AP – he loves Iron Man. We know that. Uh, three three. We had a call on a Moto sixty show on Thursday. The guy said he would podium, and I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to take that, take that to the bank. And sure enough, AP rode great. Three three. Uh, he's just on or off. That's what uh, it's been this year for him for sure. And uh, Anderson fell in the first turn all the way to six. That was a good ride. Uh, second Moto two was a good ride too. He came from a ways back in that one as well to to get third and then get docked one. Both those guys, I think, should be stoked on how they rode at Ironman. 
And uh, and Craig rode well too. Five five. He was in the mix all day with Dunge, with Roxon, uh, with AP. Uh, he was right there and uh, fifth overall for for Christian Craig. Got the start in the first moto. Um, he's bummed about the Biz Nations, that's for sure. Definitely bummed that he didn't make it. I got a chance to talk to him finally about it. So, uh, and Dunge, count me as surprised. Dunge, Dunge went backwards in the second moto. He had a chance at a podium. It was there. He was third overall, uh, 10 minutes in, 12 minutes in. AP ate him up, got him, and then actually so did so did Craig. And, and, and yeah, he, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to talk to him after the race. Weege, I don't know if you did, but count me as surprised that Dunge is fade in the second moto. Yeah, he had actually been doing that in um, some of the races at midseason. And I was starting to think, well, there are a couple theories. Uh, someday there will be volumes, I believe, written on this new generation KTM, uh, both here and in Europe, 250, 450. So some guys like like Stu on his Bubba's World podcast was saying, like, Dunge is just having to ride so much harder than everybody else. That's why he's struggling at the end of the motos. My theory was we just assume, because Ryan Dunge was robotic animal trainer in his prime, that, like, well, you know, Dunge is fit. But I talked to him before the season. Dunge was not Alden Baker-level training for the last five years. Mm -hmm. And the other guys had been – racing motorcycles the whole time. So I think we just assume that Dunge's fitness is just the, impeccable because it always was. This is a guy that had not raced for five years, uh, but he had gotten better as the year went on. I hadn't seen this fade like Red Bud, He did this. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a while. I was surprised too. I, I, it was, man, he dropped way off last yeah. 10 minutes, a moto two. Yep. But I think we have to remember, it looks like Ryan Dungey. It sounds like Ryan Dungey. He did have five years off. Yeah, um, he, that level of fitness is a lot to ask. He's just a tick off, yeah, prime Ryan Dungey, and that's he's he's the same guy. Well, he's way more happier. Yeah. He's way happier, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was pretty surprising to see that. But he had a chance at third overall. I thought he was going to do it. I, this is a good track for him. He really wanted yep. to get on a podium. Um, I don't think it's going to happen at Paula. So um, yeah, I I, uh, I thought he was doing it. Too bad. Uh, Roxon got both starts, seven six on the day. We just used the quote he appears to be trying. <laughs> so, uh, well, <laughs> I, I, a point is he I came into the year saying he's trying really hard. Right. It fell apart again, and at that point, I think it was really easy to write him off. But he got on the podium last week. I, the last two weekends were much better than the mid part of the season. Yeah, right? this seven six yeah. on paper doesn't really indicate how competitive he was. You know, he uh, crashed in the second, in the first moto. He probably would have got fourth or fifth, maybe. Oh, he did. Oh, I didn't know that. He I actually, I, we had a replay after the race. He actually oh. tipped over. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of not what you normally see from him. Right. right. And uh, he lost a few spots. So, yeah, he's just better than he was a month ago. Washougal and all those races. Yeah. So, I have a question. What do you guys make of him going for the lead and then leading for a lap and then giving up the lead? On purpose. Like looking over and then letting yeah, Chase... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what to do. Like, I know he's trying... He doesn't have a contract right now, right? That's that's a part of it somewhere. I don't know how important it is somewhere. But then it's like, okay, you're second behind Chase off the start, clearly. You pass him. Then you lead to the mechanics area. And then you relinquish the lead again. Like, I, I don't... I'm not saying what's wrong or right. I just did. It was, it was confusing to me. That was all. Like if you're, if you're going to give him the lead, which we've seen him do several times already, then just follow him off the start. Like don't, don't make a move on the second or third turn. Ah, 
yeah, I'm okay with all of it. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, he, there was zero chance he's holding off Chase, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, right. so if you're like, I don't, I don't understand it. I'm not ah. saying what's right or wrong. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I just don't necessarily get the strategy. Well, other than like, maybe he's like, I'm gonna go win the moto, but I don't necessarily think that that was in the cards. Well, I picked him for FFL, so I thank him for that. Oh, I picked pick Sexton, so ah, I don't. Okay. Oh, <laughs> truth comes out. No, I and I don't. I'm not mad about it. I'm more curious as to the decision making. That's all. The only theory that I have on this is Roxon's first lap speed is so freaking ridiculous that it's almost like his natural pace. Like he almost cannot help himself from going in the lead. Like he just, he just. <laughs> Like, he, he's just so much faster than him in the first lap. It's like, I can't go slower than this. I'm trying not to pass you, and I'm blowing by. <laughs> such crap. That's no, all. That's I can. not possible, though. Like, that's he, not. I don't even want to. I don't even want to pass you. slower than this? Yeah. <laughs> I, he's so good on the first lap. I feel like it's just like, well, I'm just riding my pace, and I just went by you. I don't know why you guys take two laps to get going. This I is my speed right if here. You're going to, if you know that you're going to let the guy <laughs> yeah. by, if you know this is a thing then why are you, you know, like sending it in a battle to pass him on the first lap? I agree. I just think he's not sending it. He's just, fr- he's just the freaking yeah, he, cyborg well, on the we, first he's, lap. He's sending it. Like, if you okay. don't think he's trying, like, he's not like, it's not like autopilot. Like, he's, he's, he's but trying. You, but also, too, Chase had the wide line and the sweeping in that turn, and maybe, you know, Roxon kind of came in kind of hot, and, and he did, I got to watch it again, but I believe he no, kind of, he hesitated. I mean, he passed him for the lead. He, he was aggressive. He went for the lead. Like, he made the move. Like, yeah. They were so, close, too. Right. They were close. Yeah, yeah right. no, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It wasn't, it wasn't like Sexton went off the track and Roxanne had nowhere to go other than the lead. Like, he did everything no, no. he's supposed to I, do if you're racing. I meant when like, Chase got it. him. When Chase got him, um, he was almost like, maybe he was like, oh, I made a mistake there. Chase, Chase was aggressive in that turn. And he's like, okay, go. Go. Because, but, but, but he has know. done this for Chase multiple times. Already in the last few weeks. Like, this is not the first time he's moved over for Chase. This is probably the fourth time he's moved over for Chase. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I feel like we see dudes late in the motos or late in the season, sorry, move, move over for the championship leader. Somebody just told me the other day, the other week, Savachi or somebody that's like, dude, I'm not doing anything with those. Like, they're in a title chase. I'm not. Like, go. You know what I mean? I, I don't know who told me that. Maybe it was Savachi. But uh, you you don't understand what I'm saying. Like well, if you're yeah. if you're gonna try to beat him, then try to beat him. But if you're gonna move over for him, then move over for him. But it was like you're doing both. Hey, leading a race is nice. Maybe that's it. Just, you know, let me let me lead. Uh, all right, uh, Malcolm, eighth overall. I feel like that's a good spot for Mookie, and uh, he moved up in that second moto. Pretty good um, from from the back. So eleven eight for him on the day. Uh, Fast Freddie Norn. That's that's a ninth. Last week, I think he got a tenth. Fred Norn, everybody. Team Sweden for MXDN as well. So, yeah, good job, Freddie Norn. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. He's on MXDN. And uh, I heard a saying on your inter- interview there that is, his foot is so, his back has messed up the nerves in his foot so much, they have to run weird gearing so he doesn't have to shift. Yeah. I. I that's nuts. I know he said, like, when he first came back, he had dropped foot from the nerves and you know it's hard to to miss um i think i think it's his left uh yeah shifting shifter one so he was hitting it yep. into gear by accident and stuff and i'm like oh my god but i assume when the guy gets 10th overall and then ninth overall that any issues he had is are fixed and he's better i assume but apparently not yeah weirdo yep. gearing so he doesn't have to shift yeah yeah that's crazy yeah yeah good job though for freddie uh Jer- jericho 
Jericho tuned, you know, Jericho powered. So sure. Uh, Dino thirteen uh, nine for Dino. Two motos left for him in his uh, farewell outdoor national ride, and he went off the track in the second moto in his ninth. Almost, or he clipped John Tomac, and then he piled into Doc Bodner. And he then did. He, I watched it. Then he it got was, back uh, on the track. It was aggressive. It was aggressive. <laughs> I mean, he, it was a full-on, like, center punch, Bodner flips, mm. end over end. Is Bodner okay? Do we know? He got up. Okay. He got up. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, Dino. Loose. <laughs> uh, it, was on, it was on that huge tabletop. Tabletop, yeah. To the right of that huge tabletop. Yeah, in the center, right? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I wish it was wrestling. I wish it was wrestling. I mean, that would have been Sexton hired Dino to take John Tomac out. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> oh, he's going after his family. Take now he will no. yeah. from the inside out. Hit him yep. where it hurts yep. most. He will not. Yeah, he won't have his dad at his side of the finale. The emotional, emotional impact. <laughs> well, Eli's <laughs> never had to race without John no there. Yeah. His family's not safe. No one's safe. Yeah. Exactly. And, and exactly. I think I think Kathy was scoring, so he could have gone for her too. In the scoring tower. Um, so, McElrath, uh, the team has the problems with the brakes, I think, on the parade lap. So they had the, the wheel off and the chain off and everything else, and they were holding the gate for him. And, of course, he, uh, he makes it, and then, of course, he pulls a start. Just typical, right? Just typical fire drill to a good start move for a rider. Uh, I think that's Shane's best ride for club, 11th overall. Right? Seems like it, I think. Seems like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, for, for Shane so. uh, on the uh, on the Club MX bike. Uh, Josh Gilbert, UK's own, twelfth uh, overall. Uh, he's been solid, man. He's been really good. I got to talk to him after the race, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's loving it. He's he really enjoyed his time here um, in America, and uh, it's pretty damn good results too. Twelve thirteen for him. So, uh, Weldon fifteen eleven. Weege, he almost didn't race, right? Yeah, he was definitely hurting from last week. I think he got ran over in the first turn. That's, that's what it was, right? Yeah. And uh, I was surprised to see him back. But uh, when do we talk Rod Bell? Is, that, is it time? Is it time? Yeah, Rod Bell on the team. We did it. We did it. We did <laughs> Just it. Just another, another impact we made in the sport of motocross, Weech. Yeah, so uh, we didn't have any riders for the Twisted T best post-race show ever last week because Hartraff's out for the season and – Marsh got hurt in the first turn. So Rod Bell's walking around shirtless. So we figured, well, you don't have any sponsor conflicts, obviously, because yeah, you don't have any sponsors. And it's your home track. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's Maryland. We wanted all the Maryland guys. Uh, Stepik, I don't know what happened to him, but uh, he wasn't able to make it. So I heard something about that in your fantasy pod. So uh, we had Rod Bell over, and we're like, hey, maybe the team will hire you now. They need, they need help. And uh, lo and behold, this weekend, they hired him. So... As far as I'm concerned, it was us dragging him over there for the post show. I won't hear it any other way, even right. though apparently they had already told him. But hey, we did it. We, yeah, we did. We did. And honestly, he did exactly the same on the Hep Suzuki as he did on his privateer bike. Uh, he didn't have much time on it, but he looked the same way. He got good starts and kind of went backwards a little bit. But yeah, Rod Bell, good guy. So glad to see him's got a ride. Yep. Summer of Rod Bell. Yeah, doing HVAC and then riding Twisted T. He's perfect. It's perfect for that image. Uh, Barsha, 827. Uh, JT, why did he pull the mechanics area? What was wrong? Do you know? I don't. So, like, the cables that attach right next to the throttle, like, go into the throttle body. Yep. What did those control? Like, they were working on those feverishly. Well, that's a that's a push-pull thing. Right. Like, something so with, like okay. he was 
Ollie was adjusting those, then wrapping the throttle, then adjusting more. So I don't, I don't know what was wrong, but that's wonder, what they were working I on. I wonder if he went down. Ollie doesn't. Ollie's a great mechanic, so I don't see him screwing something up. He might have went down and then jacked it up, right? Um, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I don't know enough to tell. You. I know what they were working on, but I don't know what was wrong. He could have. Uh, he could have uh, uh, um, packed it full of mud if they took it all apart and all that. So. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. 8:27 on the day for Barsha, and yeah, his DQ last week was still a story. Roy Jansen did speak on the. Uh, broadcast about it so uh tld's not happy that's for sure um but yeah all of it right and then ferrandis didn't race this week because of that lower back pain so um yeah yeah i i I, i'm still disappointed with the way mx sports handled that i'd like to still know more information but at least we got somebody on the record seven days later on what exactly went down with the dq so better than nothing i guess um yeah well if the explanation is good yeah, put it out there on Monday. Yeah, not yeah. Saturday. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we yep. were, you know, we had Thule and J Bone and Pelletier and Supercross, and dude, they were text. I was on a group text with other media guys when and when things went down, J Bone would text us, right? So, wow, yep. Uh, all right, so yeah, Barsha's Barsha's not having a fun time. The whole TLD team, by the way, Pierce Brown pulled out of a moto, Mosman crashed and hurt his neck and is out for the year. Barsha does this. TLD gas gas, not Iron Man. They will not remember Iron Man uh, very fondly. That's for sure. Uh, tough deal for those guys. Uh, Hawaii zone. Grant Harlan, 16-14. Good job. All the way from the Big Island, too. That's a far trip to get, you know, Big Island to Indiana. But must be good. He must be. He's riding better. It must be the rainy season, so maybe the dirt's better. I don't know. Oh, those grassy hills, they really remind me of Hawaii. Oh, maybe that's so it. Could forget, Steve. True, yeah. We spent time yeah. over there. Yeah, true, right. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Colin Park, 16th. Good job for Colin Park, 17-15 on the day. Uh, he won't be at Paula, so that's his last race. I think he did six races. Uh, some up, some down, JT, for Colin Park. Like, there's some potential there. So. Yeah, he rides yeah. well. I, You know, a lot of the problems that I saw him have were kind of bike-related. Yeah. And I, I don't know exactly what they were bike-related, but the, they were bike-related. Like, it wasn't usually on him for the poor results he 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 does ride well you're right he's got good form right yeah he's a good rider yeah i just i was just more pointing out like the poor results at times weren't really his fault uh they were gonna pit stop at some point is what i was told they were gonna pit stop uh because they had a problem with the gas and the fuel and the tank or something and they could not figure he's actually riding heath harrison's loretta's bike weege at this race (laughs) so oh my god yeah privateer island dude hey i mean that's a whole shot machine right there that's true. You're right. Uh, yep. Top to five and go. They didn't end up. They didn't end up uh, stopping for pits. But yeah, that was the original plan. Uh, Benny Bloss. Oh uh, Bloss is good at Indiana. I think he's had some good results there in the past. Uh, pulled out a second moto. Benny. We went on a streak there, of like six straight motos where Benny was awesome. And we we thought yep. we were wondering if he could keep it up. Spoiler I alert. Very, uh, <laughs> I was very unhappy when I saw him pull into the pits, pick his mechanic up, and ride off. That was me last week. Not pulled, happy. Pulled into Bud's Creek, picked up his mechanic, and rode off last week. Yep. So, uh, Jericho not happy after the race uh, at Benny. So, um, what else? Henry Miller, Rod Bell. We talked about Lou Hovney. Lou Hovney. Uh He was pretty solid. Watched it. Jeremy Hen had a sweet early '90s uh, Yamaha rap on his Honda. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but it looked good. Yeah. Well, I found out that was um, Marshall Relton was supposed to run the retro bikes every weekend, but then he 
got yeah. picked up by Head. Right. So Head inherited oh. the retro graphic program from SKDA. Oh, that's another thing. Rod Bell and Moelton hated each other. They got DQ'd together, black flagged. Uh, they hated the guts that hated each other's guts. I guess at these fair races all over somewhere, and now they're teammates. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. They shared a rental car. Yeah. Great. Yep. Profiteer Allen. Right. Shout out to Runkles. Shout out to Runkles. Dan Truman cursing his name in Pulp MX Fantasy uh, after his crash at Thunder Valley. And he, he does not like Runkles, and I keep pointing out Runkles is solid. Runkles was good this week as, again. So. Runkles has not been solid several times this season, though. No, Runkles is always solid except for Thunder Valley. <laughs> that's, that's simply not true. Um, all right. Okay, anything else 450-wise? Oh, March Banks. Uh, what happened? Crash or do we know? First moto? Do we – anybody have any idea? Uh, who, who was it? I'm sorry. Know. March Banks. Uh, DNF first moto. DNF, but yeah, I don't know Did not start second moto. And Savachi, I didn't see this in the practice show, but I got some tweets about it. Slammed his face into his bars yes, and tried, I, tried to race. But, yeah. I didn't see the crash, but I talked to him briefly – while he was waiting on his mechanic, and his face was bleeding profusely. Okay. Okay. So. Oh yes. Yeah. And I asked him, "Are you okay?" And he kind of nodded, but clearly he was not okay. Yeah. Damn. Uh, well, JT, uh, he is a fly racing rider, so I mean, he I, is. I, I mean, I, I legitimately wanted to check on him. Was like, there, I wanted to see if he was okay, and I just saw blood, and yeah. Did he ruin the gear? Was there blood all over the gear? Well, he's he's got plenty of that, so I'm not. Super concerned on that front, more concerned with his well being. Okay. All right. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Dawson Draycott, who I met in the pits. Um, he was a good amateur racer and then went to college, didn't ride a motorcycle for five or six years, got a degree in engineering, decided he wanted to come back, got his pro license. I think he's like 28 years old. This was his first national, and he made the show. He made, made it into the LCQ and got 38th overall. Thought that was pretty cool. Dawson Draycroft, Texas. Yeah, that is yeah. awesome. Said yeah. he didn't even ride for five years while I was in college, and then had the itch, started riding more and more and more, and it's like, man, I wonder if I could do one of these, and uh, he made it. Like Dungey. Yeah, yeah. You point yeah. out what? Well, yeah, Dunge. Dunge took yep. five years off. He got six there, Dawson. So, <laughs> good point. Did you point that out good to point. him? Yeah, I mean, he, he passed Eli Tomac at the first motor of the year. Yeah, that's what Dunge did. Yeah, what did you do, Dawson? <laughs> uh, he didn't start the second moto though, Weege. So I don't know what happened. Hey, I said, if you want me to talk about it, you got to do your job and get in the moto. He did that, so he's good. Okay. He did it. All right, fair enough. Who is this guy that makes it every week on the 252 stroke and then is like 30 seconds behind everybody, like five laps in? You guys see this? I, I don't know. I think he's number oh. 820 maybe. In the 450 class, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's actually the son of Mike Burkeen. Who oh, is that? Okay, okay, yeah. He's yeah, right at the heart of Claimgate. Yeah. And then I look, and then he's, like, way back every time. I'm like, what is happening? Like, how are you pulling this off and qualifying every week? <laughs> he was pretty fast as an amateur. I think he's got speed. I don't know if he's yeah. up to date on the training side. Okay. But, yeah, he does qualify every damn week on that yeah, one. Yeah, it's amazing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I think he's made every one or everyone that I can remember anyway. So. Obviously, uh, he can go fast in qualifying. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. I know that for a fact. JT People did, were mad, though. When Sexton came across the finish, Moto2, Udadilla, he was getting lapped at that exact moment, so yeah. he fist-pumped he with... He fist-pumped, right, yeah. With That's Sexton. Great. People were mad? Yeah, people were mad. That's great. Of course They're people like, were mad. Sexton's moment. Get out of there. Oh, my God. Get out uh, of Oh, yeah, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> um, JT, were you? did you throw out any puns this week when you let, dropped the interview? 
Did you do any uh, like we talked about? No, no, I, I didn't. I didn't do any puns. I was just uh, just concentrating on talking after the interview. That's all I was concentrating on. We we have this thing on the pulp show we brought up on Monday. We uh, you know we, we it's very awkward the no the silence and the pull away and the riders weird. I haven't done that in a while. No, I know. So, so, yeah, no, he's been better. But I've, I'm kind of like, well, Weege, uh, they say he's fried, but Anderson looks great to me. You know, and back to like, <laughs> but I want to see that kind of stuff. Like, There is a lot of that. There is a lot of that in the, in the NASCAR world, I yeah. Um, I, I'm, yeah. I'm down to do it. Maybe I'll do it this weekend. But uh, there, were, there were some heavy hitters in attendance this weekend. I didn't want to really step out. Like, this wasn't the weekend for shenanigans, Steve. <laughs> It's it's always the weekend for Shenanigans. Hey, well, this was this was not it. This was not that weekend. <laughs> well, thanks, Chase. Uh, Weege, back to you. Uh, he's one sexy ton of speed over here. You know, if there was one weekend for me to not be uh, right. like the you know right. weirdo weatherman like honey yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was it. <laughs> I would drop when I was doing pit reporting in my. Uh, fledgling and then failed NASCAR career. That, that was usually where you'd use your best, like uh, nugget was in that when they're leaving and you've got one more, more thing to say. Yeah, like, so that is that's when you do it. Good, yeah. good job, Aaron. Yep. Uh, good job on your third place, Aaron. You sexy redneck son of a bitch. Back to you, Reach. <laughs> <laughs> like that's hey, you know. Hey, AP was unbelievable on the podium. Of course, like, yes, of course, un- <laughs> right, real, yes. He was amazing. He's a piece of work. He's he's something else. <laughs> you, yeah. you should have seen him celebrating with the fans, like right off camp. It was just insane. He was drinking out of this like porcelain eagle. Like someone had a porcelain eagle yeah, yeah. that was full of alcohol, and <laughs> AP was chugging it. It, it. I mean, anything and everything that you could think of that he was, it was. Insane. I, I'm just happy that I was there to witness it. It was truly awesome. <laughs> he's he's from Ohio, though, everybody. Just remember that. He's from Ohio. <laughs> Grew up in Ohio. Yeah. So I don't know yeah. what's happened, but that's that's where he's from. Um, all right. Uh, thanks to the folks at Fly Racing, of course. 2023 is out. Go to motorsport.com and check it out. Go to your local dealer as well. The helmet's got Rion technology. Head to toe. Fly Racing's got you covered. Weege, Justin Brayton. We'll be wearing fly racing in October when he kicks off the World Supercross round. So, Brayton. Did I hear it right? When he kicks ass in the World Supercross round? Is that, <laughs> yeah, is that's that what, what I it said. Is? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Okay, yes, yeah. exactly. Ken Roxon, I hope the money I hope the money feels good. Because, <laughs> because you're the gonna, results, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Right. I don't know about the results, Kenny. I hope I hope it was worth it. Because uh, well, we are out we excel on the world stage. Listen, you know, fly racing gear. Uh, they hired Josh Grant, right? They got they got Grant doing that. They got Brayton. Don't think I wasn't trying to talk Tim Ferry into a World Supercross ride this weekend. Because I was. Wait, I missed this. Josh Grant? Did? Wait, Josh Grant? Yeah. No, he's riding for World, Su- it's World, Su- World Supercross. What? You guys no, thought I was not aware of this. What? This has been out for a month. Month and a half. He's riding a Honda. I, pay, I honestly don't pay attention to World Supercross. I really don't. He's riding a Honda for MDK. Wow. No, that's what I'm wow. saying. This this World Supercross is just amazing. So, yeah, like, it seems like there's some sort of just some sort of announcement every day. So I I miss I, it. Um, I, but yeah, I was trying to get the big one five. I mean, he looks good. He's put on a few pounds, a but five. Dean Wilson. You know, I mean, Timmy <laughs> Timmy could do this. Did you talk to Red Dog at all, Weech? Uh, no, not this weekend. Uh, Talked to my other writers a bit. Didn't get over there. I don't. Uh, it, JT's, you're seeing this. 
It is shocking how little time you have to talk to people with all the stuff on our schedule for the weekend. Yeah, there's there is no time. Yeah, there's, there's no seriously time. about two free hours total um, all weekend to pick out someone if you want to actually get info. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it was like uh, I don't know, eleven and a half hours this week this weekend. We were there like actually like busy. On yeah. Saturday, like it was Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Ferry doesn't come to a lot of races, so I mean, I don't know. I, if I were you two guys, I would have found some time to talk to him, but I guess not. JT only rode at the man's house for a decade. I don't have the day off, Steve. Like I don't just sit in the media center all day like you do, doing nothing. Like that's not what my <laughs> day is like. It's not what I do. It is what you do. <laughs> I, I do not. Uh, anyways, all right. Well, I was trying to get Red Dog to run the World Supercross. Fly racing gear deal. I, I told him we could get him one. Uh, he's, he's got no interest in it, even after I th- threw out that Josh Grant's racing. So, and then was that news to him too? Oh yeah, yeah. And then and then uh, and then Phil was there, and Phil said, Phil said that Reedy told him they're gonna be full on Supercross tracks, and Phil's like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm not doing that. I ain't racing no full Supercross tracks. I'm just like, oh, okay, so <laughs> Phil, Phil just bowed out right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't so know. race full supercross tracks this year. Yeah, but I Were think they not real supercross tracks. No, I think he's worried about his arm. Like that's yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah he that's was, a lot to unpack. The, the Phil comeback uh, four fifty world supercross. Look out! He flew all the way to Indiana to watch Troll race, and then Troll bowed out, and then he's like, he could have told me he hurt his shoulder on Wednesday. He didn't say anything until this morning. <laughs> great, great friends, great friends, right? Like, troll dislocates his shoulder on Wednesday. Like, it yeah. sounds like fantasy with Amart at uh, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. He dislocates his shoulder on Wednesday. He knows Phil's flying to the race to watch him race and doesn't say a word till Phil gets there and goes, "I'm, I'm out. I'm not racing." Two minutes after, <laughs> two minutes after lockout, Amart tweets, "I'm not racing tonight." Yeah, yeah. It's great. So. <laughs> Uh, thank you to the folks at motorsport.com. Again, uh, free shipping on anything over 79 bucks. OEM on aftermarket parts. Go through the banner on pumpamex.com or pumpamexshow.com to help us out. Great guys. Dedicated team of gearheads there at motorsport.com. They got mountain bike stuff as well now, too. A lot of e-bike stuff. So please check it out. OEM on aftermarket parts. Uh, also, thanks to the folks at Koba Links. Uh, lowering suspension link on everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. And uh, use the code PULPAMEX to get free shipping and uh, also a discount from Cobolinks.com. Uh, gain some more confidence. Uh, again, it's a lowering suspension link, and they have them for all sorts of bikes. Cobolinks.com. Onyx Maps, too, Weege. Yep. We got 2 billion miles of trails mapped out, give or take. Uh, about 600,000 in reality. And that's trails for mountain bikes, for hiking, uh, hunting lands, and, of course, for dirt bikes as well. And we know the dirt bike field is kind of gone from specialized to very general, including adventure bikes, dual sports, true off-road bikes, uh, whatever it might be. So go to onxmaps.com or onxoffroad in the App Store and check it out. It's way, way better than the regular maps that come on your phone. And you can even download the maps so you can have them when you're in the types of places you generally find trails, which is where cell service doesn't work, which could be uh, like a life or death thing. Now, they didn't tell me to say that the lawyers probably don't want to sign off on that, but it could make a serious difference if you're out in the backcountry. So check it out. On X Off-Road is the app. Did you say two billion? Give or take. Okay. All right. Okay. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. 250 class. Uh, Jet Lawrence. Uh, yeah, he, he managed to take the win. Uh, first win in a while for him. Overall win. He's going to clinch this weekend at, uh, at Paula. Uh, Joe Shimoda wins the second moto again. Joe's got the second motos on lock lately. And that first moto for Jet, I felt, was just like such a typical win for him. Kind of start up front, 
take about 10 minutes to get going, and then literally just hit the afterburners, get it, Jet, and then take off. Um, that was a signature win for Jet and his first win in a while, uh, Moto win in a while. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, Joe Shimoda, uh, bad start for Moto, and 5-1 on the day. Joe's legit, too. To, I guess we start with those, uh, Lawrence and Shimoda show. Well, first of all, it sounds like uh, JT wants his pun. You're, you're handing it to him. Right there. Yeah, no. That's how that first there's, there's, no there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, no. Anything that Steve came up with. Well, his name is Jet, and he certainly looks like he hit the afterburners there, Weege. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I can lead the horse to water, Weege. I can lead him to water. I can't make him drink. So You cannot. So. His name is like Jet, and he was absolutely flying out there. <laughs> it's just it's just had so much hey, in the broadcast. How many, how many times do we have a Lawrence, Lawrence, Schmoda podium this outdoor? If he has summer? a bad moto, I'm going to say something about Jet and it being united. Nice. Yes. It's canceled. Yep. <laughs> it's delayed. Uh, yeah, good point. You beat this the field is... like a United flight. Oh, God. The, good point, Steve. Uh, it's pretty much with the year of two Lawrence brothers and Shimoda just mishmashing the positions in the top three. Yeah. Just the math is all over the place. But no matter how it crumbles at the end of the day, yeah. Jet Lawrence ends up winning the overall. That's yeah. pretty much how the season has gone. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. right? Uh, pretty much. Um, I'm just looking. Yeah, it's the first moto win Jet in like, yeah, nine motos or something. And he said he wanted to get it done afterwards. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, Shimoda second overall. Shimoda's been amazing this year. Simply on another level. Uh, seven points up on Hunter. I think Joe holds on a second. Do we all think that? Want two motos to go? What's the, what's the differential? Seven. Yeah. Seven, seven, right. Joe. seven. Joe is uh, Joe's really good at, at this track. So, I, I like it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, impressive. I mean, it really should have, could have, it seemed all year that it was just an inevitable Lawrence Brothers 1-2. And for Joe to break that up, it's a pretty big deal. Um, as for Jet, was anybody at, did anyone think there was actually a thing like with him not leading laps or winning motos the last couple of weeks? I said I made was a joke. Any... I made a joke to him in my post race pod, but no, oh. I, I would hope not, right? No, no, I think I think I think some people. I mean, there's the, for him to say that at Bud's Creek, he had to have heard it from somewhere. Yeah, I don't. Guys have a good way of telling themselves that sometimes, right? I mean, it's probably, not, it, it, yeah. it, this is full circle. It comes back to the YouTube comments. Probably, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that was Bud's Creek. We had Stu in the booth, and he's like, I mean, I even used to do that to myself. Like, this is James Stewart. This is the guy who, yeah, there was the least amount of doubt of his ability to win races than anyone in the history of the sport, probably. And he's like, yeah, I even used to do that. Tell myself, yeah, people think I'm done. I've oh, got to show him this weekend. Ricky lived with that. Ricky lived with that all. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every race was his last right. time he was going to win. Right. J Mart. Uh, right. Yeah, J Mart. Well, yep. Yeah, J Mart. J Mart's yeah. chip. Uh, yep. Oh, chip is there. Don't worry. There. Uh, I, I was never thinking that this was a jet thing. Look, it's just a law of averages. Jet had so many races where the things were falling into his lap, even when it wasn't supposed to happen. And I'm like, all right, there were two races where it didn't. Uh, that was just law of averages, and then it fell back in his lap again. I, I, JT, I said this on our conference call on Wednesday for the TV production. Like Jet has the bigger picture. I think Jet has a bigger picture in mind than anybody's big picture. I don't even think it's just big picture of this title or the points in the motos. I think it's even bigger than that. Like, Not only do I need to just do what I need to do to win this title, but the real goal here isn't to – anyone of his level, the only reason they don't succeed is because they get hurt too much. That's the only thing that stops them. So – I think he really tries to 
control that. And Steve, I feel like in some of the interviews, he's even said like, oh, if this was 450 days, you know, I know I'm going to have to uncork it more or dig deeper. I think he's treating the 250 like, just don't screw this up. I don't know. Before we started the interview, he said to me that he's asked everybody one question all day long and he wanted to ask me. And I said, okay. And he goes, if we were hanging out and I got bit by a rattlesnake on my manhood and the only way for me to survive was to suck the poison out, what would you do? And I'm like, ah, uh, wow, that didn't, that didn't really, I didn't really think that would happen. And he, and he said I gave the best answer out of anybody. So I, I asked him, I, I said, what was your answer? my answer was like, how much is this worth to you? You make a lot of money. What's this worth to you? And then I said <laughs> that I would do it if the money was right, and then I, I would treat it like a corn on the cob and come at it from that angle. What? You know, like just I would come at it from a different angle than, you know, traditional ways. But what do you mean corn on the cob? Well, how that do you, sounds horrible. How, you know, you, you hold it sideways. And you're going to bite it? I'm going to suck the poison out. <laughs> How are you sucking the poison out of a corn on the cob? Okay, never mind. Oh, we're moving on. Weege gets it. Weege gets it. I, no, no, I'm as far out of discussing this topic. I don't, I don't understand at yeah. all. I don't know, man. Okay, we're moving on. I no, thought I get. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious how he, you were approaching this like a corn on the cob. Because that's the way. If I had to do it, I would do it. But I, I want more. I want no, more details. No, no, we're not. Hopefully, the listeners get it. I don't know. Um, like, so you're gonna turn his manhood sideways? I'm coming at it from sideways to get the poison out. <laughs> so it's not quite, you know, the way you would traditionally do it. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. So and then and Jet said okay. that's a great answer. He get, he said it was great. Best one all day. <laughs> I'm so um. I'm okay. far more confused than I was going in, but I, I'm, I'm here for it. Like, I'm, I, enjoy, I enjoy the answer as well. I just don't understand it. Gone to a race where they could conceivably clinch a national title. A big deal, big, big deal. Championship, money, all that. Yeah. And his main goal for the day was, hey, I got this question I want to ask everybody today. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Uh, he, he's a kid. but. God. So I was just proud of myself. But more I, importantly, I got this question I want to ask. Oh, what are the points? Uh, whatever. Yeah. I got this question. Yeah. I well, I was just happy that I, he said I answered it the best out of anybody. So, um, all right. Uh, Lawrence Schmoda, Lawrence, RJ Hampshire, two, four for uh, fourth overall. Uh, sec first moto was uh, great for him. And uh, second moto was good too. He, he worked up from a bad start again. Like I told him afterwards, a lot of riders complain about the bikes and want parts, and then they get parts and more testing and nothing changes. Props to RJ Hampshire for making a, a run at this thing with some parts that he's happy with in his suspension. And he told me again how much he missed that MXDN. He really, really wanted to be on that MXDN team. Uh, but he's, he's certainly having a nice few, few motos here and reminding us, I guess, I guess when we, when we uh, do the preview for 2023 – we should be like, hey, remember RJ? Like, yeah, he's fifth in the points, but remember how good he was at the end of the year? And we'll try to remember that. We may not, but yeah, he's been good. So He has been good. Well, and, and I think with RJ, it's always can he sustain that level without all the crashing? Like the mistakes are the problem, not that he's slow, not that he can't get results. It's that there are too many 
weekends where he gives away points. That to me, that's been the problem, right? I don't ever think like RJ can't win. I don't think that's ever been really the thought. Even in Supercross, like I don't think that's the thought. Well, he didn't have the speed he had earlier, and he wasn't crashing earlier this year. He was saying his bike his bike wasn't where it needed to be. Yeah. So, I, but there were still like flashes there where I'm like, man, he is going really fast. Like Redbud when he got in the crash with Cooper on the first lap. Like the week those weekends, like he was super fast, but it was just there was a lot of other kind of chaos in there too. Good day for Nate Thrasher. Led eight laps, got the start. Uh, four six on the day. Someone in my group text, we just like, does Thrasher have the weirdest uh, vault ever? And I'm like, yeah, we've talked about this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. JT, you you uh, mentioned it a little bit. Uh, you interviewed Coker? No, uh, Jensen Hedler, the 250 team manager. And you yep. said that to him. Looked like Supercross. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Just, I, just, just like, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Oh my God, he's winning. Yeah, yep. that's like yeah. that's like yep. his season. Yep. That's like every season. It's like pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Oh my god! Right. Yeah, but uh, good job for for uh, good that's job his for best Thrasher. national, right? Has to be overall. Uh, not not just even results wise, but yeah. overall, I feel uh, that's the best weekend like he's it, had yeah. outdoors. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. Justin Cooper, of course. My mentions were full of uh, get him off the team. He's gonna let the team down. Look what happened after he oh, got god. named to the team. Blah blah blah. I mean, it wasn't a good race for him. Six five wasn't good. Uh, he was sick going into buds and. Maybe it still affected him. I don't know. Six five is not not a good day for Justin Cooper, especially after uh, pulling a hole shot in uh, Moto Two. But yeah, calm down, everybody, with the uh, pull him off the team stuff. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Mac, Max Volan uh, on it early in that first moto, going for the lead. I'm like, oh shit, look nice. at Max. And then he said he got arm pump. So seven seven gets him seventh on, on the day. My theory was, and then it turned out to be true. He told you this after the race, right? Like, the guy, I besides that first race last year, I don't think he's gotten a good start at any point. Has he? Right? So, I just had, how many times do we see this where someone doesn't get good starts and when they finally get a good one, they actually end up riding worse? Yeah. Because uh, it's just yeah. a new experience. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and good point. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah, he got arm pump. Uh, he was on it, though. He was moving forward. He was good. So, uh, Jalik Swole, eighth yeah. overall. Good job for Jalik, 11-8. Uh, not too happy with me afterwards, Weege, in the, uh, the post-race pod. So I couldn't tell how much that was serious or just, you know, crap talk. I don't know. You, you think there was some real there was, Oh, absolutely. That? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh. I, I think there was. Oh. Uh, but he handled it in a funny way. But, uh, yeah, I, I would think, I would think you know, he said, JT, yes. that I need to do more investigative journalism on, on him and his – Results and I'm like, well, I try. We, I, I did, I did. I've talked to people. I really could have just been like, I should have just been like, well, do you think you're killing it? Do you think you're doing what a good did, job? What did you say? And, and I know, it, like, I would be honest. Like, it hasn't been that great. I no, don't of think. course not. Of course so, not. Yeah. I, but I don't. I don't know what specifically you said either. Like you, you can go off the deep end at times, which can get you in trouble. So I don't know if you did that. But. No, I don't. I don't think I did. No, I don't think this is not a gun and a mask. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I do remember in Supercross, uh, you put even in observations, for those that still read at racerxonline.com, you know that he has a factory bike, he has great people around him, he has access to test tracks. Why is he so bad in whoops? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you uh, cannot yeah, tell. He, he, he yeah. called you out. Yeah. You can't say it's his third year in a class on a factory bike. He's 14th in points. He's missed the race. But, no, it's you know it's worse than last year. 
Yeah. For sure. Q1 or race last yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah. It's worse than last year. It is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, McAdoo, ninth. Uh, 10 9 for, for McAdoo. Uh, Hamaker. I thought he was pretty solid. Yeah. He was, he was good. Yeah. Solid day for him. Uh, Hamaker went down with Ryder D on the same lap, and I was wondering if they took each other out, um, but they didn't. But they just crashed on the same lap, I guess. Uh, and they were kind of ripping through the pack, and uh, Hamaker had to do that, 12-10 on the day. And he admitted that, yeah, the season's getting long to him. Uh, he also, too, he hit his head pretty good at Unadilla there. So, you know, one more for Seth Hamaker. Um, it's been a good year for him, though. Yeah, um, he's yeah. he's proven himself uh, for sure. Yep. Uh, Gilliam yeah. Ferris, the Spaniard, 9-16. I think it's – didn't he – wasn't that his scores last week? No, yeah, six. No. Uh, six thirteen last. Six thirteen. Okay, all right. So a little worse. Six. All right. Um, six. Unbelievable. Uh, I talked to him a little bit. Uh, I introduced myself. <clears throat> um, they were probably shocked when I walked over to the. There were six star riders, and I walk over to the truck with the limited time I have, and it was not to talk to Deegan. Just it was not to talk to Deegan. Uh, Phil, by the way, in his column on our website on Friday, did you see what Phil's advice was for Hayden Deegan? No. Try to, uh, don't talk to anybody. It'll, it'll drain you of your energy. Try to talk to as few people as possible. It's draining. Stop talking to people. That was uh, Phil's advice for Hayden Deegan. So I went over there to talk to this kid to, A, learn how to pronounce his name, and then, B, I heard this crazy story. The dude works at a grocery store in the wintertime because he doesn't really make any money racing, and he has to go back to Germany this week because he races in the German championship on a KTM. He had never ridden a Yamaha before last weekend. And well, before the two days that he had before Buds, and uh, he's got to go back to ride a KTM in Germany this weekend to fulfill his contract. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So props to his team being like, "Oh, you want to take two weeks off and go race a Yamaha and then come back? That's cool." Yeah. Yeah. Really. Right. Yep. Uh, Star should Star should do this like every year or a couple times a year. Just keep going. Like this kid's from EMX, right? And he's never had great results, but. Just keep going further and further and grab a guy and see what they can do on his bike, on their bike. <laughs> so at some point, at some point, they're, you know, literally, yeah, grabbing, you know, the uh, the champion of Ethiopia or the, Indi- the India champion or whatever. Uh, and I, watch the, I watch the India Supercross championship sometimes on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, my God, JT. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really something. Uh, so good job. So how you. deep can they go and still get a top yeah, 10? Yeah, yeah, yep. that yeah. That, that, that's the challenge. Yeah, like they're like, oh, well, the Canadian couldn't do it. That would suck. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, Levi Kitchen said his wrist was bothering him. Uh, once the track got rough, he could barely hang on. My fantasy team also barely hung on uh, with him on it. So that wasn't great for Levi. But first moto was, was okay. He worked his way up a little bit. Eighth. Kilroy was good. Second moto. He passed... Um, Dude, who'd he pass? Pass Ryder D. Yeah, he got Ryder D. So anytime you can do that, I think if you're yeah, – He's right. in pretty good shape, I think. Yeah, I think so, right. so too, right? Yeah. Uh, Ryder D, 14th, 17-14, crash in the first moto. I think crash in the second moto too. 17-14 uh, for Ryder D. Jorgen Talviku from Estonia. I interviewed him after the race. He's on the Disney Nations team for Estonia. He said Juice Lansu is still around selling bikes uh, in Estonia. Uh, yeah, nice kid, good dude. So, English does he stock grocery shelves like uh, Ferris? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, but oh, uh, JT, he raced uh, Tempira a few times. 
Tempura. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So I don't. I would have already been gone. I'm sure, but. Uh, so he he's told me that's the only supercross he's ever done. I'm like, yeah, that's not real supercross. So just FYI, <laughs> the tempura is not. Maybe he was there when A Ray sent it sent his bike into the stands. I wonder. <laughs> that could be any supercross. No, but in <laughs> in tempura, A Ray did that. I wonder if, if Talvika was there. Was like this is one of America's main event men as he sends the bikes into the stands. <laughs> um. <laughs> Derek Kelly DNF to Moto, Varese DNF to Moto. That ends their streak. The two, uh, Derek Kelly had a nice streak going on where he'd scored points in every single moto uh, as a privateer guy. But first moto, him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Him and Varese. I thought it was really solid, but I thought, like, you know, I thought there were like two or three ones where he did not. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yep. Nah, I'm wrong. So oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, no, the streak <laughs> was right. Yeah, yeah, was right. The, <laughs> the streak, the streak was finishing every moto. Uh, he'd finished every moto, um, and then this week it didn't. It ended. So that was that was the uh, the streak that he had on. And Varese, I don't. And uh, Varese, the same thing. First moto, don't know what happened to Varese. Pierce Brown DNF, Mosman DNF. We talked about that. Not good. Um, Mumphy's bike broke. I think. Is that what we're hearing? I saw him ride off, so something was going on. Right, LeBlanc, I never even noticed until I did. I, he was on my fantasy team. Oh, he, he was, was okay. He was okay, okay. I think mean, he was like right at the just inside the top twenty, like right. all day. Right. Um, Talon Hawkins, uh, an amateur kid, twenty-one, twenty-nine. Gavin Towers, uh, thirty-six, and then I assume he crashed. Weege. I never mean? saw yeah. Towers on the track all day. I right. saw him in, in the staging. I saw him right. walking around, but I never saw him on the track. Right. Apparently, he tore his ACL like immediately in Moto One. Oh, oh no God. way! Oh, really? Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my my good buddy Wes Kane, he's a big Gavin Tower supporter, was uh, coming to me today for ACL advice because I think I've proven to be one of the Ironmen of uh, ACL recovery. Well, so, G- Gavin, keep the brace on for nine to twelve months. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Just that's that's Weege's <laughs> advice. You ditched it though. You have ditched it. Thank God. I, I had a three month checkup. Under the I waited. Pressure. Yeah. I did. Well, that was it. I, the, I was supposed to wait to the three month checkup, but instead, uh, standing on the podium at Loretta's, I just couldn't take the mental anguish. <laughs> but I put it back on when we were comments, hanging out. YouTube comments got you. Uh, I was standing next to. No, the... it was just YouTube's comments. <laughs> no, Twitter was a blaze. Twitter was a blaze at Loretta's uh, for you and your brace. I was standing next to the start line with A-Ray in Moto 1 of 250s. I think Moto 1. And uh, Prebula land, land, lined up at the Chad Reed inside gate. He starts in first gear. And he pulled a good start. Who knew? Prebula, start, first gear starter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, that's Indiana. One more to go. Who we got for the title? Not in 250s. I got Jet for that one. Uh, 450s. Who you got, Weege? Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? It seems crazy, but I feel like the one-point advantage is, at this point, this is in the margins, right? They're so close. That one-point advantage, to me, is a big one. If they go 2-1-1-2, Tomac wins the title. I think that's a huge advantage. So uh, just because of that alone, I will lean to Tomac. Think about Sexton's Lakewood on the last oh. lap. He, did, he threw, tipped it over in a turn three points. Didn't he get a oh, one-point penalty? He got a one-point penalty. Yeah. That's the big one. What do you get a one-point penalty for? They, he and Roxon doubled uh, with a light on at Lakewood. Oh. 
Okay. That's the big one. Wow. That's the difference of being tied. Now, what I haven't, because I haven't bothered, because it, it doesn't matter now, because he's one point behind. I have not gone to look at what the tiebreaker would be, but maybe it's inconsequential and he would lose on a tiebreaker anyway. It's Moto but, wins. It's Moto wins. It's got to be Tomac then. I mean, he won nine yeah. in a row. Yeah, and then two more since then. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe it's inconsequential because of that. But, I mean, to me, the fact that if they 2-1 and 1-2 it, Tomac wins the title is a pretty big advantage in my book. I don't, I don't know if Tomac's going to beat him there. I really don't. So JT says Sexton. I don't have I, a strong opinion. Oh, I here we go. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, you can say I'm waffling. I just don't have a strong opinion on it one way or another. They've both been so great. How can you pick one at this point? It's just like flip a coin. But I do think Sexton's going to be just phenomenal at this racetrack. So I think Tomac's, if Tomac does it, he's going to have to be really special this weekend. I'll say that. That's such a waffling answer. I, I don't, but I, I, I'm not trying to waffle. I'm not just, scared. Can to you just answer. tell just, me who you think wins the title? I don't, I don't have an opinion. Like, it, how do you pick? They go one, two, and two, one every single weekend. So they then, so then, if you 20, think out of twenty-two motos, they just, go in one, two. Weeds just said that they're going to go one, two, two, one, and that gives Tomac the title. I think that Sexton goes one, one, and wins it. Okay, thank you. But I, I'm not. I don't have. I don't have a ton of conviction. Well, usually, of course, yes. I think right. we're all I like just, that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think. Would well, you have to say usually you do have a ton of conviction? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, if I'm going to make a prediction, I usually feel pretty confident in it. Like I have conviction behind my prediction. I don't have a lot in this at all. Like I, I, I don't like if if, if Tomac went one one, I'd be like, yeah, eh, Tomac's been great. Like I, but if if you're forcing me to choose, then I guess I'll go Sexton. All right. Steve? Nah, Steve. whatever. It's been a great series. I think they're both champions. What? Yeah. Yo. Oh, yeah, perfect. Think... Yeah. You are, you are <laughs> unbelievable. No, nah, listen. I, I've been Tomac all year. I can't switch. I think he's got an issue in Paula with, with Sexton. I really I've been do. Saying this all year. But uh, I've been saying, I, I, I have to saying, stick with Tomac. I have, I, I've I, been I, saying if it comes down to Paula. it's going to be Sexton, right? I've been consistent on that. I've been saying – I've been harping on this for – Two months, probably. If they come down to the finale and Sexton is there, he's going to get it done at all. So I'll, I'll stand by that. I I just – I honestly want Sexton to win just because we can stop listening to the Carmichael curse for Honda. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, it'll be over. Like, you know, just like Anderson's – you know, everybody talked about Anderson never winning a national and it's over now and, and we can move on with our lives. And So if Sexton wins, Honda will win a championship. 450 championship for the first time since Carmichael left. So we can just yep. get rid of that one. So Curse of the goat. Yeah. So, uh, yep. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. One more to go. Should be great. Um, we I'm pumped that we don't have the same answer. That's what's so cool about this, that you can easily see it going any direction. I mean, JT, you have good data on, on Sexton and Pala. It is not ridiculous to say that. To me, the one-point advantage is big. Not ridiculous to say that. Steve, of course, won't do anything. So, yeah, I, it's so cool that we really don't know. You can argue either way easily. No, this is this is like if you're a fan, you know, Weege and I for our positions, Steve, you have to talk about it nonstop too. This is everything you could possibly want, right? Like this makes our job so much easier. And for the fans, it's so much more entertaining. Like it's everybody wins other than the guy that loses the championship. 
I, I think that we, I have a, I said Tomac. I, I, I said Tomac. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I also like um, all year. I, I hear everyone say it, the analysis is always Starks, man. A lot of it comes down to Starks. Um, I am not seeing this coming down to Starks. We've seen them battle. We've seen them pass each other. We've seen guys have bad starts and have good finishes, good starts, not have good finishes. Um, they have managed to find each other over and over and over, including this weekend, regardless of starts. So I would like to point out David Villeman style that sometimes what's really important is riding good for 30 minutes and two laps. That's actually a huge factor. Um, so I know we're going to hear a ton this week of like, well, it's going to come down to starts. Whoever starts in front of the other, like we saw them pass each other twice in the first moto this weekend. Yeah. Um, and Eli started badly when sex and whole shot the second moto. But at one point you're like, here it comes. Yeah. Yeah. But the only race was last week's second moto like buds. He, he just couldn't come through the pack. Like he just couldn't do it. And yeah, I mean, Sexton's yeah. Sexton's first moto was a, was a reason two crashes, but yeah. Yeah. You know, Sexton starts sucked at Unadilla. Not a problem. Not a problem. Like riding good. It, it, ultimately this comes down to who rides better, not starts, but I keep hearing the starts thing over and over. I'm like, we see plenty of proof with either one of these guys that they can do the impossible. They can catch each other yeah. and pass each other if they need to. Yeah. I'd say the only caveat to that is if, if Sexton hole shots and, and sprints at the beginning, I don't know that Tomac will catch him on this track. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but I don't yeah. know. Uh, so we, uh, well, is Hymas going to turn pro then at Paula? Is that the word? I believe so. Yes, I, I I am not the person that should be dropping that news, but I if you're asking me if I believe he is, then I would say yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. And we, as far as the uh, combine, uh, Evan Ferry was pretty much a star, from what I gather. Yes, he's going to race World Supercross. Is that true? Is that happening? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to talk okay. to Timmy. Uh, oh, okay. I'm yeah. confused. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. He rode well, though. He did ride well. Uh, Loretta's was not good for him, so that was good for Evan, and then even more so for Hymas, who, JT, we had him on our show on Friday night, and we tried to get out of him basically like, why did you suck so bad at Loretta's? And he didn't. I, I'm just waiting for the mysterious injury. Like, he doesn't have that. He had no excuse. He just wasn't good. Yeah, he didn't, and ride, this, good. He didn't ride well. No. No. And uh, this was big, I think, for Hymas to get this 1-1. You know, Deegan was not there, as we know. Ryder D's moved up, as we know. Towers didn't race either, but still, he rode good. That was that was important. Um, hey, one little thing we missed. Uh, did Jet Lord say to you, Steve, that it would have been cool to wrap up the title early? Maybe I could have rode a 450? Yeah, yeah, he did say that. That would have yeah, been yeah. Uh, him entering the 450 class for the first time while Sexton's battling for the title of teammate. That would have been quite the talking point. Yeah. So we did miss that. I know they tested at the 83. Honda did with him on a 450. So I know they were doing some work on a outdoor set. Well, but, donations uh, too. Yeah. Donations yeah, too. true. You're right. Could've, yeah. yeah. And by the way, with the world also missed our guy, Gilly, a Tomac suspension guru. I remember him telling me last year when we all knew that Tomac was going to the team, how cool it would be if Eli could wrap up the title early and uh, maybe race a two-stroke. Because Yamaha did homologate it this year, which they had not done. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are you doing this to YouTube, Leach? Why would you? I mean, so unfortunately, Eli, you came up 49 points short of giving the world what they wanted. <laughs> this is why he yeah. left Cali, was to race the Yamaha two-stroke. Yeah. yeah. I think there was a vital thread about that. Oh, like, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> there were YouTube videos about this was the plan. They homologated. He was going to ride it. Oh, my God. I don't even want to say it. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and, and they, I mean, yes, the bike was improved this year, that two-stroke, but Steve, it's the same motor that you were working on. Yeah, it is a good motor, though, but yeah, same thing. It is a good motor, but I mean... Yeah, it is a good motor. They, like, updated the brakes, the forks, and new bodywork. Yeah. It, it's it's the same motor that MC was winning on 24 years ago, so I don't think the plan was ever to go after the 450 championship. Nope. Uh, all right, Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Eli, forty-nine points short of giving the world what they want, and taking my first. But instead, cla- we have to settle for this. And taking my first class seat on flights, also oh. not not cool. Oh man. Okay. Yep. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to Fly Racing, uh, Renthal, Maxis, Cobolinks, Onyx Maps, folks at Motorsport.com as well, and FlyRacing.com. Check them out on the web. Weeds, JT. Thanks, guys. See you. See ya. <laughs>